So today we're continuing in our series called Unlimited Grace. How many of you know he don't run out? God don't run out of grace, right? And uh, I believe the Lord wants every believer to continually experience his grace, not just like by grace are you saved. And you know, grace is amazing because you can be headed straight for hell and God's grace comes and sweeps you out of the hands of the evil one and puts you on the path to eternity with Jesus Christ. That's amazing, right? But I believe that God don't want us to just have experienced grace for salvation. He wants us to experience grace every day. Amen? What is grace? It's God's touch on our life. It's God's smile, God's favor, God's presence in our life. It's meeting us at our point of need. That's grace. And the Lord wants us to experience His grace each and every day. Every day that we live, God wants us to experience His grace. Today, God wants you to experience His grace. In fact, right now, God wants you to experience His grace. Come on, how many of you know He's a present help in time of need? Not a yesterday's help or not a down-the-road help. He's a present help in time of need. Amen? You know, last week... uh, Pastor Brandon talked about not only does God want us to experience his grace, but he wants us to be grace givers. He wants us to learn how to extend grace. Amen. Come on. Let me hear a a great excitement about that. Amen. (laughs) Philippians 4, 5 says, let your graciousness be known to everyone. And so Pastor Brandon unpacked that about how what that looks like. How do we be gracious to those around us? And, and, And it's important to remember that the Lord is very gracious. Isn't he? Come on. Can I get a better amen? The Lord is very gracious. I mean, hey, we're here, right? I mean, we got saved and he wants us to be like him and be very gracious. Now, shifting gears today, we're going to talk about the sufficiency of God's grace and uh, uh, relooking at our theme scripture, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. It says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Now, you know, as you unpack that verse, Paul reminds us that God's grace is sufficient in all things. The sufficiency of God's grace means we have all that we need to get through whatever we're going through. That's, you know, that to me, you know, let's make it simple. God will give you what you need when you need it. That's grace. Amen. In, in, the, in the New Living Translation of that verse, it says, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Now, I like that. Sufficient grace is God's strength and ability to get through whatever I'm going through and keep you from getting defeated, discouraged, or failing. But not only that, God's grace is sufficient to get us through every twist and turn that we face, but also to have some grace left over to be able to be gracious to other people. Amen? Come on, it's not like our cup has barely got any water in it. It's our cup is overflowing with grace. Amen? Remember when Paul was dealing with that difficult circumstance in his life, uh, he called a thorn in his flesh or a thorn in his side. He cried out to God for help. And and God reminded him in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, God said to him, hey, Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And the Lord wants to remind us all here today that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're dealing with today, it it 
There is some big deals going on right now in people's lives. I just happen to know right here in this room, people are facing some some big, big hurdles. But God is trying to tell us today that His grace is sufficient to match whatever it is that you're going through. Do y'all believe that? God's grace is sufficient. Amen? Now, what does God's sufficient grace look like? What does that mean? Let's kind of draw a little picture. First of all, I believe it means I can count on the Lord's grace to get me through every temptation I face. Now, you may not realize this, but every Christian faces a spiritual battle each and every day that we live. The enemy doesn't take a vacation. He doesn't take a day off. He doesn't take a sabbatical. He's on the job each and every day. We face an adversary that is determined to do anything and all that he can to ruin our lives. Amen. First Peter five and eight says, stay alert. In other words, don't fall asleep. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Satan is looking for another soul to lure in this trap of temptation. He's trying to cage each and every one of us up. He's trying to imprison us. And as long as we're here on this earth, we'll encounter temptation after temptation from the enemy to try to ruin our lives. Amen. Every day we're going to face the temptation to turn away from God. Every day we're going to face the temptation to, to, to give in to some sexual lure. Every day we're going to, we're going to be tempted to turn to some vice or some addiction. Every Every day that we live, we're going to face temptation to get angry, to get bitter, to get resentful, to get to to hold on to unforgiveness. Every day that we live, we're going to face battles. But we need to remember through the sufficiency of God's grace, we can get through every temptation that the enemy throws our way. And this is what the scripture says. First Corinthians 10, 13, the temptations in your life are no different than what others experience. And God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Basically, Paul is telling us God's grace is sufficient to get us through every spiritual battle that we face. Amen. Now listen, Two truths we need, we need to remember about temptation. First one is God's grace is sufficient to keep us from falling victim to every temptation of Satan. And so we can win the spiritual battle. And Luke 10, 19 says, listen, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So listen, what we need to have is boldness and confidence, not in ourselves, but in the Lord that we serve. He said, I've given you authority and the authority that I've given you is greater than the authority of the evil one. So use your authority, resist temptation and stay out of his trap. Amen. You know, I think whenever I think about temptation and you know, I, I, I uh, think about these soldiers that uh, that went uh, that uh, served in Iraq and, you know, in the in desert storm and all that. And and the enemy, you know, planted these mis these uh, these um, these missiles um, 
these explosives, they're hidden, EUDs or whatever they're called. And, and, and if you step on them, you blow up, and you, you know, and it'll blow up a vehicle and all that. But they have like these trained dogs that, that can sniff out those explosives. And, and they, when they, they'll smell one and they will alert our, our officers, our, our military. Hey, there's one right there. And they just walk right around it. And they have this sophisticated equipment that is able to detect them. And so our, our, our military, our, our soldiers are able to go through these areas that have explosive bombs everywhere. They're ready to blow people up. And they're able to navigate through that without getting blown up. And whenever I think about that, I see that as a spiritual picture of God's grace over temptation. In our life, there's explosives everywhere. The enemy plants EUDs everywhere, looking to try to blow us up. And through God's grace, he can say, take a left, take a a step this way, take a step that way. Stop, don't go forward, don't go backward. He can help us navigate the landmines of the enemy, amen? God's grace keeps us from stepping into his trap. But the other truth is this. God's grace can also deliver us from the grip of temptation. You know, the reality is we're not all that good. And sometimes we step like we stick our head in his trap and say, oh, that's your trap. And we stick our head in his trap. Come on. We're like sheep, right? (laughs) But how many of you know God can not only keep us from temptation, when we get trapped by his temptation, he can deliver us too. Psalm 91 and 15, he will call, he will call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. Come on, I'm telling you today, the Lord can deliver you. Amen. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Come on. I feel like jumping right now. God's word is encouraging it, isn't it? You know, Peter's a great example of God's ability to deliver. In Acts 12, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell, and he struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off of Peter's wrist. He was supernaturally delivered, amen? And listen, sometimes the enemy will tell you, don't think you're ever going to change, brother. Don't think you're ever going to change, sister. You are in my trap and there forever. And God says, hold on one minute. I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross to destroy the power of your prisons, amen? To set my people free, you can be delivered from the trap of temptation, amen? Can I get a better witness today? Amen. Amen. Now, a second picture of God's sufficient grace is this. I can count on God's grace to keep me going when I can't go anymore. You ever been there? Sometimes the greatest struggle in life is not facing the temptations of Satan. Sometimes the greatest struggle in life is becoming so exhausted through the daily grind of life. I mean, isn't it true? Life can be a grind. I mean, there's bills to pay. There's calls to make. There's deadlines to meet. There's responsibilities to carry out. There's a family to care for. There's houses to maintain. There's jobs to perform. There's demands to fulfill. There's relational battles. There's spiritual battles. There's emotional battles. There's mental battles. Should I go on? Or are you convinced that life can be a grind? Yes, it can. And it's true that the constant grind of life can be exhausting. You know, listen, we can handle trials for the day. Oh, I'm glad today is over. 
But when you wake up tomorrow and tomorrow is like it was today, and then the week is like it was today, and then the month is like it, and then the year, I mean, it can be just, it can sap the strength right out of you. And you know what? God's grace is sufficient for us. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap if we faint not. If we don't give up, we will reap. So God promises to richly reward us if we don't give up, if we keep on going. Well, the question is, how do you keep going when you've been depleted of all your energy and you have not an ounce of energy left? The answer is, the sustaining grace of God, the sufficient grace of God. Come on, God can kick in whenever you've pooped out. Amen? <laughs> Be careful if you tweet that, right? <laughs> Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 30 says, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It don't matter what age you are. You can be a teenager and be slapped, wiped out. You can be exhausted. Amen. But it's God's grace that gives us the strength to keep on going when you feel like giving up. Let me encourage you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Get up. Stand up. Don't give up. Stand up and face the enemy. Stand up and walk the walk of faith. Come on, run your race, brother. Run your race, sister. Don't let the enemy take the get up out of you. Hang in there. Amen. And then Isaiah 40, 31 said, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Strength comes when we wait on him, when we hope in him, when we rely on him. And we ask Him and trust Him for help. That's where strength comes from. Amen? Isaiah 40. Come on, can I just give you some more good news here? Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. He never faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and those who have no might those, listen, who have no might, he increases strength. You don't have to have might to get God's might. You can have no might and get God's might. Whoo, glory to God. Amen. So we would need to remember the Lord never gets tired, runs out of strength. His power and his ability is unlimited. He has enough strength and power to energize all of us at the same time. Amen. At the same time, just like he can grab all of us, put all of us on his lap. He's got a big old lap. Amen. He could care for all of us at the same time. So you might be weary. You might be tired. You might have lost might. Well, can I encourage you today? He gives strength to those who have no might. Can you receive that today? No, my, listen, grace is something that you didn't earn, that you don't deserve. It's just his goodness. Amen. And so you don't have to, you don't have to go and, and put in some time for it. You don't have to do a, a certain few, uh, religious activities to get it. He's just saying, I'm a gracious God. You need grace. Here it is. Come on. That's good news right there. Amen. Praise the Lord for the goodness of God. 
for the graciousness of God. Amen. Now, the third picture of God's sufficient grace is this. I can count on God's grace to get me through prolonged trials. Anybody can get through trial for a short season, but it's those prolonged trials. You know, it's that prolonged trial and tribulation that that really weighs on you. Remember that little lady in the Bible? The Bible says she had a problem in her body. She had a problem. She had a problem with hemorrhaging and she'd bleed. Listen, her problem didn't last for a day or a week. No, if you read the story, the Bible tells you that her problem persisted for 12 long years. How many of you know that's a, that's a long trial? That's a prolonged trial. And, I, and so I would say that this little lady knew what it was like to experience a problem that just seemed to never give, a, give up or never go away. The Bible says in Mark 5 and 25, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Have you ever experienced a prolonged season of suffering and after a long time, instead of it getting better, it got worse? Can anybody relate to that? Are you a bunch of godly people that don't face those things? Come on, how many of you can kind of understand? You can kind of relate, amen. And I'm, I have no doubt there's some of you in here that can, can, can bear witness with this lady. It's like, man, God, when is this thing going to end? And I'm sure some of you here today that have been discouraged and have gotten depressed because it seems like it won't end. Some of you have endured depression, discouragement, sickness for quite a while. It's prolonged family struggles, prolonged problems with with dysfunction. And you constantly having to deal with other people's choices and decisions that weigh heavily on you, but you can't control them and you can't control the circumstance. And you're just stuck there. And God is saying, listen, listen, sufficient grace means I'll give you enough grace when the problem starts. And I'm going to give you enough grace when you're in the middle of the problem. And I'm going to give you enough grace to get through the problem. My grace is sufficient. It's not going to run out. You're not going to exhaust my strength and my ability to help you get through what you're going through. Amen. God's grace is sufficient. Paul obviously experienced a prolonged trial. Remember uh, when he was dealing with that thorn in his flesh, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, 8, he said, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient. Three times he prayed about it. Now, Paul prayed three times about this thorn. So some believe the fact that he prayed three times indicates that Paul struggled with this trial for a long period of time. He, he prayed about it again and again. But regardless of how long the trial might have been, it doesn't really tell us. But we do know that he prayed about it more than one time. So regardless of how long the trial lasted, Paul never really indicated that he was ever delivered from the trial. He never gives us the indication that the thorn finally left. Praise the Lord. 
He never tells us that. So who knows how long he struggled in that trial? But one thing Paul does tell us, that God gave him the grace and strength to handle that thorn. It does say that. So again, we need to be reminded that God's grace is sufficient to get us through any prolonged season of trial and tribulation. Amen? So let me ask you a question. Are you going through a prolonged season of trial? You know, I can remember, I can remember like, just like, hey, God, let's mean you talk here. Do you remember Todd Menard? Do you remember ever creating that dude and saving him? I mean, hey, I've been faithfully serving you and serving you and all these people trying to get me to walk in their wedding and I want to be the man. Hello, God, are you there? I can remember being in my shower. God, T-O-D-D, do you know who he is? Come on, you ever been there? Were you just like, oh, my Lord, I read all this stuff. I hear all this stuff. But what about for me? Where are you? You can get there. But we need to be reminded that God's grace can help you get through whatever it is that you're going through. And my friends, listen, that is not a cliche. That is not Christianese. Oh, yeah, sounds good from the pulpit when you're up there preaching. Come down here on the street where I'm living and tell me that. This is God's, this is God's promise. Can we bank on it? Can we count on it? Listen, when Isaiah 41 and 10 says, don't worry because I'm with you. Don't be afraid because I'm your God. I will make you strong and will help you. I will support you with my right hand that saves you. Now notice all that God promises. I am with you. I am your God. I will make you strong. I will support you. In fact, I will save you. The Lord promises to help us get through the prolonged season of trial. Isaiah 43, 2. When you go through the deep waters in great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When look, I think I need to read that again. When you go through the deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, your Savior, the Holy One of Israel. Amen. Come on, let's give Him praise. Let's give Him glory. Let's give Him honor. That's His word for us. That's His message to us. Amen. Now this little lady that suffered from constant bleeding, she eventually experienced healing in her body. Verse 27 says, she had heard about Jesus. She came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. And immediately the bleeding stopped and she, she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. 
So Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around at the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and told him what she had done. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Your suffering is over. I like that phrase. Your suffering is over. Your suffering is over. Say, well, I still feel pain. Well, come on, just declare your suffering is over. Come on, just declare it. Your suffering is over. Just declare it. No, no, no. You're not. I'm not going down. I'm going up. I'm not going in. I'm going over. My suffering is over. Amen. God's sufficient grace sustained her through the prolonged 12 years of suffering. And if he, if he supported her and got her through her suffering, he'll support you and he'll support me and get us through our suffering. Amen. Come on. Do y'all believe that this morning? Do you believe his grace is sufficient? Say, yeah, I believe God will help you. What about you? Sometimes I can have more faith in you to help for God to help you than for him to help me. But come on, let's personalize it. He's going to help me. He's going to help you. Can you say that? He's going to help me. He's going to support me. Amen. Now, how do we receive God's sustaining grace? How, do, how does that work? Well, number one, you got to humbly ask God for it. And that's what the Bible says. He gives greater grace. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Now, God, God's grace, you can't earn it. You can't work for it. But man, you know what? Your, your, your doubt and your unbelief can keep you from experiencing it. Amen. Well, listen, if you believe in it, you trust it. You know, they that wait upon the Lord, they that hope in the Lord, they shall renew new strength. Come on, there's a grace, but there's a greater grace. I couldn't do nothing for God to grace me with salvation, but I believe I can humbly ask him for a greater grace every day, and then his grace will be on me more and more each and every day. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has entered the, man, the, 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 mind, the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Come on. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, and beyond anything that I could ask or think. Amen. I like what one guy said. He said, you know, if the Bible said that a rooster can pull a freight train, I would say, hook up that rooster. Amen. <laughs> hook up that rooster. That freight train's about to move. And if God said he can move mountains, then bless God, hook up the mountain. He can move mountains. Amen. And if he can do these miracles for all these people that we read about and we hear about, then bless God, he can do a miracle for you. Amen. He can do a miracle for each and every one of us. Amen. Yes, indeed. That's what the little lady with the issue of blood did. She humbly asked the Lord for help. And she said in verse 27, she heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. I mean, I believe that little lady, she lost her manners. And she didn't say, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. Trying to get to Jesus. I think she just like rudely, just like, get out of the way. Get out of the way. I got to get to the master over there. Because I know if I touch the master, he's going to touch me. And I spent everything I got. Ain't nobody got any answers for me. But I know if I can get to him, I'm going to have an answer. And I'm going to get some deliverance. Amen. So get out of my way. I'm going to the master. Amen. So you got to humbly just ask. He gives grace to the humble. Those who rely, depend on his strength. 
But here's another thing that I think we need to do is surround ourselves with gracious people. You know, one of the ways that God extends his sustaining grace towards us is that it's through his love and the encouragement of the brothers and sisters. Amen. Isn't that right? Listen, if I'm struggling, you know, I want to be around the people of God. Hebrews chapter 10 and 25 says, let us not give up in meeting together as somewhere in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. Encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. God wants to encourage us. You probably remember Brother Jim Donnell telling that story. He was out fishing one day and he was finished and he was going in. And, um, and as he was going in, we got close to the, to the landing. He heard some dogs barking and he, and he noticed there was a deer out there swimming. And there were some dogs chasing that deer. And those dogs were gaining on that deer and about to get to that deer. And Jim, Brother Jim knew that when the dogs got to that deer, that that deer was done. That those dogs would take that deer under, drown that deer, drag him to shore, and have lunch. But Brother Jim, something happened. He, he had compassion in his heart. And he drove his, little, his boat right between the deer and the dogs. And he just started just shooing the dogs off and encouraging the deer. Come on. Come on, Bambi. You can make it. Come on, you can make it. You can make it. And he stayed between the deer and the dogs until that deer finally made it to shore. That deer just crawled up on the shore. And I remember Brother Jim said this. He said, when that deer got up on the bank, he turned around and he looked at Jim. And it's like he was saying, I was done. It was over for me. Thank you for being my friend and helping me. So the moral of the story is every one of us one day is going to be like that deer. And the hounds of heaven or the hounds of hell are going to be after us. And we're going to need somebody to help us get between the hounds of hell and our salvation. We need each other. Don't you think for a minute, a minute that you could do it all your own. God didn't create you and put you on this earth to do it all alone. God placed you in a body of Christ so that we could wrap our arms around each other, support each other, encourage each other, and pray each other through whatever it is that we're going through. Amen? So surround yourself with other gracious people. But then finally, continually hold on to God's promises. God's promises. There's seven, over 7,000 of them in the Bible. 7,000 of them that we can hand, hold on to. Like Isaiah 41.10. So don't worry. Because I am with you. Don't be afraid. Because I'm your God. I will make you strong. I will help you. I will support you with my right hand. That saves you. Amen. Come on. Do me a favor. And just stand with me this morning. How many of you need. Sufficient grace today. You need grace today. You need grace. Let's just take a moment right now. And let's, just, let's just ask the Lord to help us. Let's open up your heart right now. Come on, we can, we can abort truth. We can abort God's help by not grabbing a hold of it and receiving it. 
But come on, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment right now. Come on, just if you have the liberty, just maybe just lift your, your hands in the front of you. Just, just getting a posture of receiving. Just getting in a posture of receiving. And maybe you need the Lord's sufficient grace today. Maybe you need God's grace to come. Maybe you need to, maybe you've been tempted. Maybe you've, you've been suffering with, with, the, with the temptation of the enemy. It's trying to get you to give up or, to, or turn away or rebel against God or, or give in the, to some lure that he's, he's, he's enticing you with. And God is wanting to give you some grace today to walk right past that landmine today. Or maybe you've, you've already been trapped by his temptation and you need him to deliver you. Come on, ask him right now. Lord, I need your grace. Come on, just open up your heart and just say, Lord, I need your grace today. Or maybe today you're, you're exhausted. You're weary. Oh, come on. You've run out of might. You've run out of strength. You don't have an ounce of energy to keep going right now. And you need to be infused with God's power. Anybody in here like that? Come on, right now. Come on. Or maybe you're here today and you say, man, that's been years. It's been years. It's been trial after trial. It's been prolonged and I don't know if I can go anymore. And you need God's strength. Anybody, anybody feel like they need God's grace? Listen, those of you that want to, that feel the need to just be infused with a fresh infusion of God's grace. I believe God is going to look after His Word today and He's going to perform His Word today. And if that's you, I want you to just slip out and just come to the altar real quick and just say, God, that's me. Be like that little lady with the issue of blood and say, God, would you just would you just get out of my way? I'm going to the Master. I'm going to the Master. I need strength today. I need grace today. I need power today. I need His hand today. Come on. He's a healer. He's the deliverer. He's the sustainer. His grace is sufficient. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Would you do me a favor and just begin to pray for those that are coming up right now. Just begin to pray. And I'm believing that we are going to be the ones that get between between the, the, the boat. We're going to be like the boat. We're going to get between like the deer and the hounds of hell trying to kill God's people. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Now listen. Come on, I want you to have that attitude of that little lady. I want you to have that little that attitude of that little lady. She said, if I, I heard about Jesus, and I, I know if I just touch him, I know if I just touch him. Come on, come on, touch him with your faith right now. Come on, touch him with your faith right now. Come on, come on, in your mind and in your spirit. Come on, press through the crowd. Come on, touch his robe right now. Touch his robe right now. Come on, touch his robe. Reach out in faith right now. Touch his robe. Come on, grab a hold of his robe right now. Come on, let God, let the power of God, let the strength of God, let the grace of God come upon you right now. I'm going to ask some altar workers just to come and just begin to lay hands. And we're going to pray for you that God's grace will will just be infused in your life today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We can have some altar workers just come and just begin laying hands. Thank you, Father, for the infusion of your grace. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, come on, just help me pray. Father, we pray right now. In the name of Jesus, we break every temptation. We break every plan. We break every tactic of the enemy. And God, we declare right now, in the name of Jesus, that every person that is here today is experiencing 
the infusing of your grace, the infusing of your power. Thank you, Lord, that amazing grace is being released right now. Thank you, Lord, that you are delivering your people. Thank you, Father, that they're going from weakness to strength. Lord, they're going from weariness, Lord, to refreshing today. Thank you, Lord, that you're delivering and you're setting free today. Thank you, my Lord, that you're giving new strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, shall renew their strength, shall renew their strength, shall renew their strength. In the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for the power of God that is being released right now. Amen. Now listen, the Bible says that he gives grace and he gives more grace. Come on, grace is God's ability. Grace is God's strength. Grace is God's empowerment. Grace is God's touch, his presence on our life. How many of you feel like you could experience more grace in your life? You need more grace in your life. I want to pray as we conclude. I want to pray for more grace over you. Come on, just receive, Father. In the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for the grace of God that is being released right now. Lord, we've experienced a measure of grace. But Lord, this morning I'm praying that God, you would give us an abounding grace, a, a greater limitation, greater, a greater measure of grace without limitation. Thank you, Father, that you touch in every heart, that you touch in every life, that you touch in every family today. In the mighty and the strong name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now just do me a favor and just put your hands down for just a second. And just stay in an attitude of prayer. Before we go, listen. The, the beginning of experiencing the grace of God is whenever you say yes to Him. You can be in church and not experience the grace of God. you got to be born again, the Bible says. You gotta, you gotta cross the line. Listen, demons believe in Jesus, but it doesn't mean they're Christian. No, they're on the other team. But you gotta make a conscious decision to cross over and say, Jesus, I wanna be saved. I wanna be born again. I wanna be a believer. So if you're here today and you say, Todd, would you pray for me that prayer, the salvation prayer? I want to be saved. I want to tap into God's grace. If that's you, while everybody else is praying, would you just raise your hand? Raise it high so I can see it. Raise it, shake it. Just let me know that you're there because I want to pray for you because this day can be the greatest day. Right back here, I see your hand. Thanks for being so courageous. Anybody else? Right over here, I see your hand. Anywhere else? Come on, raise your hand and just come on. Just If your heart is pounding right now, just say yes to Jesus. Just say yes to Jesus. Now, those of you that have your hands raised, pray this prayer. We're all going to pray it together. And say this prayer from your heart. Say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you, but I am sorry. I want to live the Christian life. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me. I ask you to come into my heart. Infuse me with your grace so I can live the Christian life. Lord, I commit my allegiance to you. I turn my back on Satan and the works of the evil one. And I give my allegiance to Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Amen.
Now listen, those of you that raised your hand, I'm going to be right down here as soon as we dismiss. I want you, would you come and shake my hand and tell me, I prayed that prayer. I have a gift for you. And we just want to help you get started on this journey. Amen. Y'all glad to be Christians today? Y'all glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Well, God bless you. May the grace of God be with you as you go. You're dismissed.